And God said, Let us make men in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Pastor Pinda is a pastor of the Loyalty House International Middleburg, which is a part of the United Denomination, originating from Lighthouse Group of Churches. His mission is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead throughout the world. Pastor Pinda has a passion for soul winning and church planting. Be ready for a supernatural encounter as you listen to this message. Holy Spirit, use us mightily yes, Lord. to change the next generation, yes. the current generation and the generations to come. Lord, we are nothing. But with you, we have everything. Yes, God. Use us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Like a bullet on its own sitting on the side, it has no power. But when it is put in a gun, it has power to destroy and power to defend. Oh, yes. Father, put us in your gun. Launch us and use us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. So today I'm going to preach about God with us. Uh, you know, Emmanuel, I'm going to talk to you about God with who? Are you sure? Are you sure that you are ready for God with us? So let's start with God with us. Now, the story of Jesus starts in Genesis. You see, when God was creating the world, Jesus was in a different form. But he was there. In John chapter 1, verse 1, let's start. We are going to talk about Jesus. Are you here? In the beginning was what? In the beginning was what? The W, do you see that is in capital letter? It says, in the beginning was the what? And the word was with who? And the word was who? The word was with him and the word is him. And he was there in the what? Beginning. Are you here or have gone home? So, Jesus didn't arrive on the 25th. (laughs) I'm not confusing you. Relax. In the beginning was what? Eh? So, in the beginning, the word was already there. And the word was which what? And the word was who? Verse 2. So we know that in the beginning there was the word. And the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him. All things that you see were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made made. So everything that we see was made by the word. You are a product of the word. Eh? You are a product of the word. You are made by the word. That's why God, uh, not God, Satan, fights the reading of the word. You see that when I start preaching, you want to sleep. When we're dancing, you are awake. <laughs> Immediately, when I say, let's open our Bible, your sleep comes. 
It's not you. It's a demon. <laughs> All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. You see, he was there in the beginning. Number two. All things were made by him. Number three, he was with God and he is God. Initially, he was what? The word. What was he? What was he? Verse four. In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of what? Man. Uh Continue. We are going somewhere. And the light shineth in the what? Darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. So the word has a fun, has also can change into what? Light. It's still the word. That same word can change into light. You see, if I would pitch my sermon somewhere, if you're a science student, you would understand how sound, where does sound come from? Where does light come from? You know. Who knows? Who can guess? Light. If you enter into light, what will you find? Go and do research. After doing research, I will not tell you. After doing research, come and read this scripture again. Uh-huh. Let's continue. Verse 6. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Yebo, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm going to 14. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Verse 8. He was not that light. So now it's talking about John, John the Baptist. It's saying John the Baptist came to bear witness or to proclaim and declare that Jesus would come. And he's saying he was not that light because some people thought John the Baptist was Jesus. In fact, some people still believe that. But he he says he was not that light. Verse 9. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Again, in the beginning we said the word, it is the word that made the world, everything. Now it is changing. It is saying he was in the world. And the world was made by him. Now he's talking about a person. And the world knew him not. Verse 11. He came unto his own. Now he's talking about this word. Now the word came to his own people. And his own received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So this word has a name. That we should believe on. This word has a name. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, but of the will of, nor of the will of men, but of what? Of God. Verse 14. That is the one. And the word. Was made flesh. This is what we call the birth of Jesus. The word. That had always existed. 
was made flesh. It is not that God created Jesus. Like on the 25th of December, then God said, let's create Jesus. No. The word of God took another form. Called what? Flesh. The word of God took a what? A form. It says that, and the word became what? Flesh. And dwelt where? Among us. And we beheld his glory. Glory means the presence of God or the nature of God. So it says, and we beheld the presence of God on earth. What a nice time it was. The God that you worship, you always look on the sky too. All of a sudden, he was here. You could touch him. You could feel him. You could see him. When he speaks, you could hear his voice. The word has become flesh. And the glory as of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and full of truth. So the thing that you must first understand about Jesus is that Jesus is the word of God. He was always there. It is just that when God wanted to save men, he took his word and converted it into flesh. He took his word and converted it into what? Flesh. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. I'm going to summarize the story. Don't worry. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Do you remember him? He created that. How did he create? Verse 2. The earth was without form void and was filled with darkness. So we see that one. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Say Spirit. So the first thing we see in Genesis. We see God. Then we hear that the Spirit of God was upon the face of the waters. So we have the Father who is God. The Father is usually referred to as what? God. Then we have the Spirit. Can you see the Spirit? Are you sure that you can see the Spirit? Now, the question is, where is Jesus? Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. Let there be what? Let there be what? Why did he start by saying, let there be cows? In the beginning was the word. And the word was the light of men. Nothing was created without the word and the light. Before God made anything, first thing he said, light manifests. But for him to, for the light to manifest, he had to speak what? The word. That word that was spoken is Jesus. He is the word. And when you follow everything that God made, he made it through what? Speaking. Everything that he created, he spoke it. Are you here or have gone home? The word of God or the spoken word of God or the word of God is who Jesus is. That is who he is. That is who he is. When you read you see, I want you to focus on this. You cannot say, I accept Jesus and not accept his word. 
You cannot reject the Bible and say you accept Jesus. Because Jesus is the manifestation of the word of God. Or he is the materialization of the word of God. I'm going to preach. I'm just introducing what I'm going to preach. I don't want you to be confused. If you take steam in science, do you know steam or vapor? And you condense it. eh? And it becomes ice, solid, something you can see. It is not, you see, it's not like if I take a container, let's say this container, this one, you see this, and empty it. And this container is not empty. It's full of air. It's just that your eyes are not channeled to see gases. And in chemistry, if you apply pressure, pressure, you compress this thing, or you reduce the temperature, the gases inside will begin to condense. For example, you see that truck that exploded? The one that had gas in it. It's because the gas is compressed at high pressure. It turns into liquid when you compress it. Now, it is like God taking the gas here, compressing it, and then all of a sudden we see that the gas is a solid or is a liquid. And that is what we call Jesus. Is the word of God changed into another form? But he is still what? The word of God. Are you here? He is just the word of God. So the problem about God, the issue about God is that he can change his form. That is the issue about God. He is one God who can change into different forms. And at a, at a certain season, a season is called a dispensation, he wants us to receive him as a certain type of form. And you see, the characteristics of an ice and water and steam are not the same. Yet the chemical formula is the same. It's still H2O. Mara, the characteristics are not the same. Steam Mara, all of it is water. Eh? Ice, if you put it here, it cannot move. Water, if you pour it here and there's a gradient, it will move. Steam, it will just evaporate. It is the same thing, but the way it behaves, it differs. Are you with me or you have gone home? Are you sure? Are, are you okay? Now, let's talk about Jesus then. Let's talk about Jesus. I'm not going to shout at you. I want you to understand this morning. Tell your neighbor, you must understand. Jesus said in John chapter 4, I think verse 24. He was, I think he was talking to the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in what? When he was talking, when Jesus was talking to the good Samaritan, he made another statement, or the good Samaritan made it. That woman said, the Jews know what they worship. (laughs) Sometimes we can worship someone or something, but we don't know what we worship.
We worship the person because we were told that this is what we need to do. Especially to get to heaven. But we might not know what we are worshipping and who we are worshipping and for what good reason are we worshipping the person. That's why then people get confused. I'm about to preach. Are you here? Let's start then. Go to Genesis chapter 22 verse 7. Go to Genesis chapter 2. So, we know that Jesus is the word of God. We know, no, maybe before this, this is the second one. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Make sure. Genesis chapter 3. The first prophecy about Jesus. Are you here or you have gone home? The first prophecy. Go to Genesis chapter 3. After the woman was deceived by the serpent, God started to curse everyone. He cursed the man. He said, you will sweat. As you can see, we are sweating in the church. He said, it will be difficult for you to get work and you'll, you will suffer in order to get money and food. He, that is the case of a man. If you are a man and you are suffering to get food, don't worry. It's normal. Again, also the woman, he cursed the woman to have period pains. Also us, we are cursed to suffer just to get food. <laughs> it's a curse. Then, after cursing the two, God also cursed the serpent. He said with the serpent, you will walk on your belly from today. But then there was then a prophecy, not a curse. God puts the solution of Jesus immediately as the thing happened. Now I want you to see this. Are you here or you have gone home? So they hid themselves and started blaming each other. Adam said it's the wife. And the wife said it's the serpent. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, the woman, that's the case of the woman. Genesis chapter 17 is the case of the man. Mm-hmm. And then after that is the case of the serpent. God clothed them. So he said to the serpent, I want you to listen. I'm going to paraphrase this. The first prophecy of Jesus, he said to the serpent, you will go with your belly. And after that he said, he said, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. He said, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. Before that he said, there shall be enmity between the seed of the woman and that of the serpent. A woman doesn't have a seed. It's a man who carries the seed. If you know, the seed, like the life of a human being, which is what we call the seed, comes from your father, not your mother. But he said the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of what? The serpent. Why was he saying that? He was giving a prophecy that one day, a woman will have a seed, meaning a child. And that child, when he comes, he will destroy the serpent. Are you here? 
Now I will go forward and come back. Now this seed of the woman is Jesus. The head of the serpent is, is Satan and his children. Now Golgotha. Do you know Golgotha? Do you know Golgotha? Which name in the Bible does it sound like? Eh? Which name in the Bible does it sound like? Golgotha means the place of the skull. That is where they buried the skull of Goliath. Are you here? The cross of Jesus was placed on the head of where Goliath was destroyed. As a prophecy that we told you, the seed of the serpent, and the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. So that's why even Jesus had to die on Mount Golgotha. And his cross was was put on the head of the skull of Goliath. Because Goliath, the reason he was a giant, it was because as much as God has children, Satan had children also, and has, not had, has, even now. As much as you are born of God, there are some people who are born of Satan. (laughs) Now, that was the first prophecy about Jesus. Say first prophecy. And the prophecy said he would kung fu Satan. Second prophecy. Go to Genesis. It's good that you learn your Bible. Uh, you, you don't know your Bible. Yes. I'm going to preach very short, but I'm teaching you. Now, the second prophecy was when... It's not the second one, but major one was when God told Abraham, go and crucify your only son. Your only son, who is who? Isaac. Go and offer him as a sacrifice on the word cross. That's what he told him. And, and Abraham took his son, went up the mountain to go and crucify him. Now, in Genesis chapter 22, media, have you opened Genesis 22, verse 7 and 8? In Genesis chapter 22, it's when Isaac and Abraham got to the top of the mountain. And Isaac knew that a lamb was going to be crucified. No, he was not told, in fact. When Isaac got there, look at what Isaac said. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father. And said, my father, he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, I see the firewood. I see wood. I see a mountain. Jesus was crucified on what? Wood. He said, I see the wood. I see the mountain. Where is the lamb? (laughs) Where? For this offering we are going to offer. And look at Abraham prophesy also. Verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God himself, a lamb, he will provide himself, he will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. That was a prophecy that God would provide his own sacrifice on the cross. That was the prophecy now. 
So Abraham didn't just go to the mountain for the sake of going to the mountain. He didn't go to the mountain to carry wood. Now how the Bible works or the word of God works is nothing can come to pass unless it is prophesied. Even for Jesus to die on the cross, he cannot just come and die. Someone must speak it before he arrives. He couldn't be born even without being prophesied first. Now, the Old Testament is a prophecy of Jesus. It has nothing to do with don't drink, don't smoke, don't kill, don't, don't obey the Sabbath. It is about Jesus Christ. God put some laws to keep them around. But all this time, he was waiting for people to prophesy enough to create the life of Jesus. That's why also you, before you even have a child, prophesy. Don't just say, you are starting to think what will happen. It doesn't work that way. Before the child comes, you must say, this child shall bruise the head of the serpent. Before the child comes, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Over surprise, Mambufigi. No. The world, everything in the world is created by words. Now, even Jesus, I'm proving to you that before he came, words were spoken about him. Now, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Isaiah 11, verse 1. Let's go there. Media. I'm going to be short, but I want you to understand. Are you here? I'm not going to scream. It says that, and there shall come forth a road out of the stem of Jesse. This one, this prophecy is coming to tell from which family must Jesus come from. Isaiah stood there talking like a madman. Just imagine I come here, you do not know Jesse, you do not know the stem. I come and say, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. You say the service was boring. <laughs> That's what Isaiah said. So he was creating the life of Jesus. Verse 2, this is important. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So he's placing the spirit of God upon him now, before he's born. He says that the spirit of wisdom, that's why at the age of 12, already Jesus was wise. He said this boy, when he comes, he will have the spirit of wisdom. He will have the spirit of what? Understanding. So can I tell you this? This means that when you, do not, you are not wise and you do not understand things, you are lacking a spirit. That's why people can have knowledge, but they are not wise. They can be educated, but not wise. Because what is wisdom? It's the application of knowledge. Africa is like that. You find that people have knowledge, matter the wisdom to do the right thing. They always do things that lead to chaos. Look at us, we don't have lights. It's a lack of wisdom. It's not knowledge. We go to university, but application of the knowledge we have learned is a problem. 
He said the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of what? Might. And the spirit of what? Knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of what? Of the Lord. These were the spirits that were going to control Jesus as he comes into the world. He would respect God. He would have knowledge about the things of God. He would have understanding. He would have might to cause things to change. Might in the mind. That is the power that makes things change. When in your life things cannot change, you might fear God, but you don't have might. You should take this verse and apply it to you. Sometimes you have knowledge. But with the knowledge you have, you don't have wisdom. Sometimes there are people who can apply wisdom and knowledge to their own life, but they don't have the spirit of counsel. They can't advise you to do the same thing. They can succeed on their own, but they cannot help you to succeed. They don't have the spirit of counsel. But sometimes you find that a lot of Christians are, are frustrated because of that spirit, mind. You, you, you don't fornicate, you don't drink, you fear the Lord, but because you don't have the spirit of mind, your life is not changing. You can't change things. You are stagnant. Because the spirit of mind is not there. Sometimes you have the spirit of mind. Of cancel and everything, the spirit of the fear of the Lord is not there. You are a fornicating prophet. Miracles, signs and wonders. But your zip cannot be closed. You are watching pornography. You have three girlfriends in the church. Three who are official, who know each other. Five others, they don't know each other. But when we call you to prophesy, you prophesy. When you lay hands, people fall on the ground. And people are confused. They are saying, these things cannot happen unless God is with this person. This person doesn't have the spirit of the fear of God. Sometimes you hear a man of God is doing miracles, but is mishandling the money in the church. The spirit of wisdom is not there. Might is upon the man of God. It's not that the person is not a man of God. The fact that he ate the money is <laughs> not that he's not a man of God. He is a man of God. The issue is he has the spirit of might, but he doesn't have the spirit of what? Wisdom. Hey! Are you here? I've gone home. But you see, when he speaks, he would not lack on his prophecy. Go to verse 3 here. And he shall make him of what quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. When you have the spirit of God, you don't judge by what you hear or what you see. You, you just see things and then all of a sudden you say, this is a nice guy. You are not of quick understanding. You just see a car <laughs> and already you just hear him speaking in tongues. You say, this is a powerful. You start calling him a man of God. We are also understanding. You just see a shape of a body. Ah! And already you are saying things. You, are, you, are not of, you do not have understanding. You are not of quick understanding. But from today you are of quick understanding. 
the spirit of the fear of the Lord is upon you. The spirit of counsel is upon you. The spirit of might is upon you. Things will begin to change in your life. Whatever that was stagnant will begin to move. Receive it in Jesus' name. And the spirit of knowledge. All of a sudden you want to buy dates. You are running away from Macarius and Dakes because the spirit of knowledge is not on you. When you see knowledge, you say, ah, no. Once you see a big Bible, you say, no. Because the spirit of knowledge is not there. But today you are receiving the spirit of knowledge. Hallelujah. But he says that when you receive Jesus, because you are supposed to be like him, you need to be of quick understanding and you need not to judge by your sight. Yes. When God is not leading you, everything that you do is based on what you hear and what you see. When it looks good, you say it's good. When it looks bad, it looks it's bad. But when the Spirit of God is upon you, you will see that things have changed. I think it's going to change. Are you sure? Yes. So, the Spirit of God. Now, again, the Bible says that unto us a child is born. Do you know where the scripture is? Every Christian should know. Where is the scripture? <laughs> you see that we worship something we don't understand. If you don't know the scripture, I'm ashamed to be your pastor. Unto us a child is born. It's in these Christmas messages. Check there. Huh? There. There, 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 there. Now, Isaiah lived thousands of years before Jesus. He then prophesied again. The person who prophesied Jesus, the Lord, was Isaiah. He's saying a child must be born. That government shall prophesy that this person will govern. The mighty God, the everlasting God is still creating Jesus. Through words, what? Flesh. Today I'm teaching you about faith. I had to use faith to bring Jesus here. To have a child. Speaking into existence. To ask a child is here. Your life, certain you have not spoken them. Pastor, I don't have a child. Have you said, said his name shall be called, he's coming, you are waiting. We will see. No. A child of God doesn't behave like that. No, 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 no. Unto me, you must say, unto me, a wife has been given. Mighty woman of God. She shall be made. Don't do an excuse for that person and you are not speaking things into being. Someone will say men are dogs and also you will inherit a dog. Because when he says men are dogs, you say, hey, well, these men are problematic. That's your answer. The Bible says that even God had to prophesy Jesus himself. I'm showing you the importance of speaking things in your life. For the birth of Jesus to come to pass, someone said to be spoken. When I, what have you been speaking about your life? About your children? He, he, he doesn't. I am speaking. Are you speaking? The unfortunate part about us is that we were cre- oppressed earlier as Africans. So even our language speaks oppression. Like the way we, we talk. I'm finding a zap. Have you heard a white person that say, hey man, I'm zamming, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm zamming, man. I'm trying. Huh? Have, have you gone to a white person, Mackenzie, and say, how are you? And say, I'm trying. <laughs> Their language is different. I'm well and you. 
That is the normal greeting language. Tini, I am David. How are you? Hi, Shangana Pastor. Upsungalana, Impilo, Hagna. Don't you answer like that. Don't you answer like that. If you are given the opportunity of Isaiah, would you have said unto us a child is born? He shall be called wonderful. But that's it. He shall be called stubborn. This scripture would have been like that. Pastor, I've applied the job, I will see. What will you see? <laughs> How come God himself, as God, had to speak things into being? You want to violate that rule. You just something nice will come through to your life. Can't challenge you. You are joking. One thing about Nigerians is that they are too confident. Say, my brother, I'm the best prophet in this town. <laughs> my brother, no one is as anointed as me in this church. I'm a man of God. And you should treat me like a man of God. I, you, they say, hey, man of God, you say, I, I'm a Bacenta leader. <laughs> Who will say his name shall be called Wonderful? They asked me, people ask you, your name is Pinda. I said, yeah, Pinda, the will of God, Pindimali, Pindogu, say. <laughs> For me, my, my, my parents couldn't add. They said Pinda, meaning it's for Gelag. Pindogu, say. Pindimali. Pinda, Konsungurungulu. Pinda, Upromote. You. When they say, unto us a child is born, his name shall be called Wonderful. What is your born? Magati God Counselor, what is your born? Magati Mighty God, eh? Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Who relates to it? Who will prophesy into your life? You are waiting for a prophet. This verse teaches us that even if uh, before a child is born, you can prophesy. Already. You can channel that. that. God was channeling Jesus. That's why Jesus was not like Adam. Adam backslid. His life was not channeled. People don't understand why Adam failed. Jesus is called the second Adam. Jesus couldn't fail. Adam failed. Why did Adam fail? Did you see how he was created? And God took the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into Adam and then gave him rules. Wrong, no prophet. No one said this shall be wonderful counselor, prince of peace. No one said that to Adam. Adam came here with free will deciding to eat fruit. Jesus, God said, never. I will not allow this one to do the same. As he's coming, I will say, prince of peace. I will say the spirit that will control him. No any other spirit. He will have the spirit of wisdom. I made a mistake with Adam. This one, spirit of wisdom. Spirit 
of knowledge, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel. This is the birth of Jesus. Now, you should not give birth to things in your life without prophesying to it. Don't just give birth to a business without prophesying to the business. As you are opening your CK, you say, thou shalt receive millions. You will not be denied tenders. You just open a CK, then you carry it after to pastor. Yeah, pastor, I'm told I'm a tender. I'm preaching to someone. Let me close. I've already taught you what I want. Do you understand? Your life is your words. Speak. Are you going to speak? Are you going to speak? I hope so. Let's read more. One last scripture about Jesus. You see, most of us are surprised. Why could he do all these things? His father spoke to him. Hmm? When you have not spoken anything, will you speak something? Hmm. Let me show you another one. Old, where should we start? Old or New Testament? Which one do you like? Isaiah chapter 7. Still around here. Isaiah chapter 7. I told you, the guy to look for is Isaiah. Chapter 7. Verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. This was how, how come a virgin became pregnant? Someone spoke it. Isaiah stood there and said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive eh? and bear a son and shall call him Emmanuel. Now, names and words to God are important. I said, who is Jesus? Is the word that was converted to what? Flesh. Do you remember? Who is Jesus? Now, all along we said a son shall be, a virgin shall be pregnant, a virgin shall have a son. You were speaking about spirits. Do you remember that you were speaking about spirits, the spirit of God? What, what? Now the question is, how did he then become a human being? Is this verse? He shall bear a son and call him what? Emmanuel. Why is his name Emmanuel? Because Emmanuel means God with us. He was now saying, this is the thing that will permit God to be here with us. We must declare the name what? Emmanuel. Because do you know God cannot do anything on earth without permission? Do you know that? You don't know. Even Satan cannot do anything without permission. When Satan wants to do something in your life, he will bring someone who will say something. You must know that Satan is around. How do you know that Satan is around you? If you are married, someone will start talking about divorce next to you. Satan is around. Oh, don't be there like, you know, hey, get divorced. Satan is looking for permission. 
Satan is looking for what? Eh? Your wife will just come and say, Hey, Bangbaya Baya Chita. Satan is looking for permission. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't know. People assume that Satan can just come and do something. No, it's not like that. He needs your permission. He needs words from you to permit him. I'm telling you, how do you know that Satan has entered your house? Negative words will enter your house. Someone who says bad things, this is the linguist. Akshatwa. Now you are listening. You Akshatwa. Satan is looking permission. The minister said, Ha Akshatwa. That is the permission. The, the minute you say, Velogul Kulem Shatwe, he permission. Now Satan has the power to implement your words. Because what becomes flesh? What becomes flesh? What becomes flesh? What you see in the flesh is what? What you see in the flesh is what? What you see in your life is what? Mina wakala njaguba negative. Gapela. Nganbetu bupela lelanga. Lelanga njaukala kutis. That is how we are strong. Now, Satan. I need permission. And because you don't know that Satan is looking for permission, you just agree. You also add your statements. But what will become flesh is your words. Right now, you can create your child. Say he shall be smart. He shall be the best. He will be the top of the class. The child is not born. Hey! Don't do experiments with your life. So he said, therefore the Lord himself shall give him a sign. And behold, the virgin shall give birth. And he shall be called what? Emmanuel. God with what? That is how come all of a sudden God was transported from heaven to earth. No one had said Emmanuel before. That's why God in the Old Testament was always in heaven. Father in heaven. Father in heaven. When Jesus was there, God was with them. Physically. Because someone said, God with us. And permitted him. That's why he was born. And the angel, when the angel appeared to Bob Mary and all of them, he also told them the same. That you will give birth to a savior. And his name shall be what? Emmanuel. God with us. Words are important. Today, as it's Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus. I want you to celebrate words. Because there is no Jesus without words. Jesus is when, it's like when we say water, is converted into steam. Do you hear the word changes? We say, if water is frozen, we say it's ice. When the word is in human form, we call it Jesus. That is it. But it is actually the word of God that we are after. We are not per se after the man. The man has left. 
We are after the word. That is the main thing. It is the word of God. Jesus was the physical form of the word of God. When you do not respect the word of God, forget about Jesus. Forget about Jesus. When you do not read the word of God, forget about Jesus. Because he is just the manifestation of what? The word of God. But because you are created in the image of God, you should also take your word seriously. So from today, never speak small about yourself. Hey, say I'm very big. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very great. Say I am important. I, I, are you important? No, 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 you are not confident. I said, are you important? You are very important. People must respect you. You are a great person. Ha. Are you poor? Now you will understand why God said that let the weak say I am what? Strong. He didn't say let the weak say I am weak. That's why he said let the poor. Who is the one who is saying, who's, who's supposed to say I am rich? He never said let the rich say I am rich. He said let the poor. The poor. The poor. The ones who didn't buy Christmas clothes that cost 5,000. Let that one. Say, I am what? Who must say it? Eh? Eh? Who must say it? Let the unmarried say. Ah? Eh, you are not confident. Ah? Ah? Eh? Let those who fail men say. With what? Let those who walk say what? You see, it's difficult for you to learn, but I want you to learn. Because if I allow you to go to your house, you will not do this. Let those who walk say what? The one who says I'm driving is not the one who drives. The one who walks must say I am driving. Eh? The one who has no house must say what? Eh? The one who's lonely must say what? The one who is lonely must say what? The one who's lonely, eh? I want all the lonely ones to say. The one who's depressed must say what? Eh? I have joy. I am stress-free. The ones who don't have parents. The ones who don't have parents. Yes. Yes. It's difficult, but yes. That is how God will bring a stranger to be a father figure in your life. Yes, your, your father passed on, which I share my son, your mother passed on, whoever. But say I have parents. God says I am a father to the fatherless. 
Yes. The weak must say what? I am strong. You are very rich. You are very man. Stand to your feet. All you rich people. The, the word is going to become flesh. You, you will speak it like you will be Isaiah in your bedroom. And say my life will be wonderful. My life will be full of peace. Hey! They want you. The ones who do not like you, they, they got retrenched. The ones that don't like you are leaving. I have a position at work. Hey! Look at you. I want you to start prophesying your next position. Yes. When they say you are a plant operator, say I am a ship supervisor. Yes. Ah! If they say you look after the shop, say I'm the shop owner. You are a child of a king. Speak like one. Speak like one. Jesus. Let it come to pass. Let it come to pass. The struggle is over. Hey! We are in a mega church. Those allergies have left you. That sickness is no longer on you. You are healthy. You are healthy. You are healthy. You are healthy. You are well. Ah, you don't have pet. Hey, I am a lender. I'm not a borrower. Yes. Yes.
something about Jesus. That the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. And the spirit of what what is the spirit of what what? Now, look at when Jesus arrives. Before he even preaches, eh, he enters church. Eh? In Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Look, I want you to see that happened by chance. The words are important. We want to test whether Isaiah was true. Yes or no? We want to test, isn't it? And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Now, when he was coming, he was coming in the power of the Spirit. He was not coming in the spirit of counsel, wisdom, he went for a fast. And when he came, he came in the power of the Spirit. Are you here or you have gone home? You are going to understand something about words very soon. And they went the fame of him through all the region about. He began to be famous because of the power of the Spirit. Mara. Look at what Jesus did. Verse 14. Verse 15 continues. And he taught in their synagogue being glorified of all. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And his, as his custom, he went into the church on a Sabbath day, on a Sunday. And he stood up to read. Let's see whether Isaiah was true. Verse 17. <laughs> delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. It was time to read and out of the blue, the person who brought the book, he brought the book of Isaiah. (laughs) It looks like it was a chance that they gave him the book of Isaiah. By then the Bible was not compiled like this. So Isaiah was a scroll. This one was a scroll. Someone picked up the scroll of Isaiah. 
and put it in front of him. When he, it's like I give you the Bible and I say, hey, Mackenzie, read, read, yeah. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place. So he opened the book. And the book landed somewhere. Tell your neighbor, at a place. At a place. <laughs> eh? At a place. Where it was written. Verse 18. Verse 18. Read here. of the Lord is upon me because he's upon them. He is prophesying about himself. I didn't read this prophecy. It's also in Isaiah. It's also in Isaiah. These were also words spoken by Isaiah. And immediately before he preached, he opened it and he said the same thing. And from there, he began to do miracles. Deliver people. He was aligning his tongue with the words that are written. You see, the Bible is not to disadvantage you. It is for when you see something that Isaiah wrote that you like, then you personalize it. And you say, if you want to be a prophet, 31 woman, you must say the same thing about yourself. Have you personalized your Bible before? Or when you see a verse, you say it was good for them. That is not what the Bible is for. Jesus picked up the thing and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he anointed me to preach. And he said everything. But I want you to see at the end what he said. How you must conclude your prophets. Verse 19. To preach. Continue. No, no, continue. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down and their eyes were open but if you go and he said this scripture is being fulfilled today I think in Mark he told them where is it ah he said this day this scripture the words that were spoken this day this scripture is being fulfilled You play with verses. The words that must become flesh. Your car is in the Bible. Your house is in there. You must speak it so that it becomes flesh. You must make the words to become flesh. God never thought it, only He spoke it. He never thought it. Or think it. Let me not thought it. Think it. He never. He, yeah. He never said that. Ah, I'm thinking. Most of us, we think things. We never speak them. From today, you are not poor again. I'm not thinking about being rich. I'm rich. (laughs) I'm not thinking about being healthy. I'm healthy. Are you thinking about getting married? You are married. Are you thinking about buying a house? You have a house. 
say it and then you must say at the end today this scripture is being fulfilled so find your verse and God has already showed you your verse there are verses in the Bible that you like that's your verse that's your Isaiah that's your Isaiah the reason you like that verse that's your Isaiah that is the verse that God gave to you when you were coming into the world like Jesus pick it up in your room and say today this scripture is being fulfilled if I told you how I got here it's like this he has given you verses you, when I was in I like this verse you don't like it it's your Isaiah which verse do you like which verse do you like whatever verse that you like right now proclaim that verse and after that and say this verse is being fulfilled say it right now say it right now if you want to say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want say you will never be in want again I don't know which verse declare declare when you find the verse that you like say it's being fulfilled declare your verse declare your verse declare your verse Ah, brothers, you must prophesy to yourself. 
that you will never be broke. Such a meeting between you and your wife will not take place where she says, the money is finished. Such a statement, the money is finished. Which money must get finished? I want you to hold your neighbor's hand as I do an altar call. We are almost at the end. If you are here, you are not born again. And you want to be born again. You want your sins to be forgiven. Saying, Pastor, I've come to church. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. You are here. You are not born again. You want your sins to be forgiven. You always hear Christians saying, Jesus has paid for our sins. Allow him to pay for those sins today. He says he wants to forgive you for every sin you have forgiven, you have committed. Today is your day. If you are here and you want to be born again, I want you to squeeze your neighbor's hand. Squeeze your neighbor's hand as a sign that, my neighbor, I want to be born again. Squeeze your neighbor's hand. Hallelujah. If your neighbor has squeezed your hand, or you have squeezed your neighbor's hand, come forward, I want to pray with you. Is there anyone who wants to be born again this morning? Is there anyone? Let's pray. Let's just shoot for the Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. Father, you know my the ones that I've committed in public and the ones that I've committed in secret. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he died for my sins on the cross. He took my place as a sinner so that I could become a child of God. Today, I'm born again. I am a child of God. 